Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. NBC Sports, Football Morning and American columnist Peter King. What do you think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ, where it is a sports reporters who have indeed reassembled after a few weeks away here on this very program. I was about to say feed on this very program on this very show. Program feels the best. I like how a good program sound. uh, I, I like program. You know, oh, well, JD Pacal on three already has that one. I'm gonna make uh, so many college football programs from making yeah. that. They, they got a good program over there mm-hmm. from this pogrom. Yeah, there. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, program. Well, before we talk sports, I gotta oh, introduce. God. The co-hosts here on this very show each and every week on Wednesday morning uh, for the good folks uh, listening here and you'll see it on YouTube. You can watch it there. Andrew Hammond of AL.com is here. Andrew, good evening, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Also here, the Daily Beast own Robert Silverman. Glasses are on. The hat's on. He's incognito mode today. He doesn't know what to do with his hair. But he does I, know I, how to spend his evening, and that's on a sports okay, podcast. You guys are you guys are podcasting professionals. How do I get rid of the 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 eyeglass glare? It's just I don't know. Way. I struggle with it I, too. I don't know. Um, or he could just wear glasses, like fake glasses, like you see with people on TV. I sound smarter than I really look. That is a possibility. I got yeah, blue light glasses, of- and I can't wear them. I realize because the blue light glasses actually like shine like a huge bulge of my screen. So it's mm. like, all right, that's not really going to work. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what I got blue light glasses for. Thankfully, they're only fifteen dollars, but they kind of defeated the whole purpose of why I got them because my eyes get strained when I'm uh, recording these late at night. So, uh, mm. but that is neither here nor there. What is here 
is multiple NBA trades, bad uniforms. Um, awful uniforms. Terrible awful uniforms. uniforms. They're getting worse somehow. I didn't think that okay. was possible. Well, it's almost like Nike is going, hey, you people like NBA jerseys. And then like there's a segment of people, not me, of course, who are like, mm. yay. And then I, I, like NBA jerseys every I, I do too. I love NBA jerseys, but I don't like Nike. With, they, with what it's they've just, done with a, Major I'm, League I'm just, Baseball and NBA, it's not Nike. It's, it's fanatics. Nike is I, forming no, this no, workout. No, 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 no. I, I will blame Nike for this. MLB All Star. Well, they're game. to blame. They are to blame. Look, the photographs that were, that were plastered all over X.com before the like the NFL season. Just call it Twitter. Call it. Twitter. I'm calling it Twitter of Twitter of the terrible fanatics NFL merch that people were buying. Um, can I, can I say something rude about Michael Rubin? Because I hate him. Go ahead. I hate, that guy. I hate that guy. Michael Rubin too. Michael Rubin, genius businessman whose great think ovation was, we'll sell you crap, but we'll corner the market. So you have no choice. Oh, so he's basically like EA sports. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not a gamer. I don't but have an opinion on it. I, I got Nike, I really some stuff Nike from the Nike design team is out of ideas. I I, mm. I purchased I purchased a Jets jersey before opening day weekend. I'm not proud of myself, but I did. But I refused to buy it through Fanatics. I went through a uh, uh, a uh, let's say a copyright violating uh, Chinese oh, website. Bob, you should have just gone what? through Nike. You should have just gone through Nike. It was. $32 for quote-unquote official NFL merchandise. <laughs> I now have a Joe Flacco jersey. I'm happy with that. Hold on. You went and got a Joe Flacco Jets jersey? Joe, Joe Flacco. Oh, Hall of Flacco. Famer Joe Flacco. Um, starred in two Cannonball Run movies, Joe Flacco. He started in two? He was in Cannonball Run wow. and one. And I, I remember he was in the first one. I know he was in the second one. Wow. I'm pretty sure I like what I was like. Oh, let me watch Cannonball Run 2 and then fell asleep. Yeah, Cannonball um, Run 2 is very bad. Cannonball Run 1 is, is a, very good, is an excellent, stupid Burt Reynolds movie. We know it's Chase hasn't seen it. We know Dom Chase Del hasn't seen it's it. A it's a Dom DeLuise vehicle. It's, it's a tremendous see, piece of cinema. See, the basic premise is there is an illegal cross country race. Okay. Mm. And all of these teams want to win it, including, you know, one that's led. And they're led by all your favorite comedic stars of the late 1970s. Mm. Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> Dean Martin, Diane Cannon. You know who all these people are. Anyway, mm. the, 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 the brilliant idea that the uh, Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise team come up with is that they will they will get their hands on an ambulance. So that way when they speed, because the only way to win the race is to violate the speeding laws. That was a big thing in the 70s. Everyone was breaking the speed law. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so the, so the they, way to get up. Never mind, not going to. Yes. Know. The, the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, Dean Martin team drove a Ferrari, but they were dressed as priests because nobody would ever stop a priest in a car. Anyway. Their recommendation was they will dress up as ambulance drivers. They will dress up as EMTs. They will have an ambulance. And if anyone drives, stops them, they go, we have a medical emergency. They also had to have a doctor in the back. But Dom DeLuise also has a, a let's just say, a, a sort of a wacky split personality problem. So he's normal meek Dom DeLuise most times. But when a fight breaks out, he turns into Captain Chaos. And he's able to beat up anyone he wants. Like Are we I sure said, that's the not the Ludes? It could be the Ludes. It okay. could very well be the Ludes. But, Just wondered. But I, I love this movie. Unironically, unreservedly, it's a great movie. Which naturally leads us to Damian Lillard, who ended In up. In any getting... case, <laughs> so I bought. A Joe Clecko jersey. Mm -hmm. I bought a Joe Clecko jersey from uh, uh, website.com. Yeah, not even like a sub Alibaba website is where oh, I got it. Oh, no. From. $32. Looks dude, exactly dude, like dude, the one that you, you pay $100 for. 
Let have you worn it? In in my home. Are you gonna wear it out? Would you wear it out during a Jets Sunday? If the the Jets like get over five hundred, I'll wear it out. I'll wear it out. Hell yeah! How about that? I love that you're committed to only old school, like your Mets old Mets jersey that you wear. Who, you're only into the, like anything old school. It can't be anyone new. Is is the Jets throwback? Yeah, that they have worn twice this year. The only better. Than I think the, the only two times the they're wearing it this year, right? Yeah, that's it. Which I think is hilarious, by the yes. way. Yes, and they did well. They beat the Bills in it, and they gave the Chiefs a tough game. We'll get to that in a sec. NBA trades. NBA trades, because uh, we can't talk about the uniforms because they're bad and they keep getting worse. They don't they're, wear. They're, they're just out of ideas. They're, you just you hate cannot, heat culture. Chase you, Chase Thomas hates heat culture. That's yeah, what I mean, that is. Can you imagine a Patriots way NFL version of that? There's an inscription oh, up the side on the side panels that says "best so, condition, most professional." It's like hall monitor so jersey. They like they have, gave a hall monitor a jersey. They had so they actually have like on um, most it's a Martin um, Prince most jersey. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining Martin <laughs> Prince as the point guard for the Miami Heat and Jesus <laughs> Christ, I'm Duncan Robinson, <laughs> <laughs> Pat Riley yelling at him, Jimmy Butler saying "We hate you, Dad," um, which I hope I hope he told Pat Riley that he hates. That he was like, I hate you, Dad, without no context. So Pat Riley just walked around the facility. I do enjoy the fact that Jimmy Butler has decided to make a mockery of Media Day by showing up with ridiculous hairstyles. I respect that. I also wonder who the 1.2% of the Miami Heat organization loved what he did. Because that report where it's like only 98.2% were uncomfortable and not a fan of what Jimmy did. And I'm like, who's the 1% who was like... Pat Riley. It's Pat Riley. Yeah, Pat Riley, Pat, Riley. Pat Riley. But you know what the funny thing is? That's Jimmy Butler's uh, photo for the entire season. Yes, that's why whenever you looked up Jimmy Butler hilarious. on Basketball Reference, he had the Millie Vanilli haircut. Yeah, like oh, they, so, I didn't know this. So it, it stuck there for a yeah, whole year. So like they they have their their official. These are the that. official NBA portraits. So, they cannot be changed, no matter what. So yeah, this is why like the it, organization was so mad. Because Jimmy's trolling. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. trolling and the organization got mad. There's there's somebody in the Miami Heat organization that Jimmy Butler loves annoying. And yeah, yeah, that person that person was laying in bed <laughs> at damn near 2 a.m. Couldn't sleep. They're just like, Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna do something to piss me off to, in in a few hours. I just need to be mentally ready for it. And when he sees, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know, no basket Sunday, whatever Jimmy decides to do, he's just there. Like, was there were some good Twitter it. jokes on that one, like you know. Oh, the, it was the emo gen, like the yeah. the. I grew up in two thousand six to two thousand eleven music phase. Yeah, that generation, oh. that 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 group of people were just having a blast, and I was like, "Oh man, Fallout Bucket, not yeah. good Charlotte." Oh, that I don't even call good Charlotte emo, which is funny, but you know, whatever. Um, trades, as Chase has been trying to say, it's okay. Look, this look is fun. In, inside of you, there are two wolves. One what? of you is the wolf who made a, a Fallout Boy joke. And the other one is the one who compared Jimmy to Andre 3000 in the Hey Ya video. That's the. Which, that's... look, I get it, but it's also just kind of like, yeah, it's 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 a double with an error. Two that's wolves. That was two that, wolves. That was that it's was a double wolves. with an error. No, you really you really don't get credit, but don't act like you're standing on second just because you did it yourself. No. Mm. Ground ball with eyes. Um, moving NBA forward. Traits. <laughs> <laughs> For the umpteenth time, Chase just wants to start talking about. Yeah, wants to, just want to know what you guys are going to what grade you're going to give for the for the Drew Holiday trade. No, my question: the bigger winner for this year alone? Because what, I just want to think. Lasers having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Dame. <laughs> yeah. And the Bucks, 
or Drew Holiday and the Celtics? Who do you think is the bigger winner for this year alone with these two deals? What does your gut say? Uh, I've talked too much about Dom DeLuise. Andrew, please take this. It's too early. It's too early to say who the winner is. Well, because you, yeah, you like doing this to us, and it's way too early. I will tell you who the loser is, the hilarious loser is, Miami. Because yeah, for for an entire summer, we had been hearing all of these different things. Members of the Miami media were basically just throwing it out there that, like, wow. yeah, da- Damian Lillard really hates being can, in Can Portland. we do some media criticism also for a moment? Boy, you know, you hear it every it, it happens from time to time, but boy are the Miami Heat beat guys a bunch of fanboys. Oh boy, do they bust. I mean, well, you want it's... you can bust some other teams beat crews for being too hard on the locals, but boy are they they're like the ones who are throwing up these conspiracy theories about how Portland was actually trading Dame to Milwaukee out of spite. I can guarantee you. They may have been if Miami had the best trade offer. That's mm. where he would have gone. It's mm. not personal. It really yeah. isn't. I mean, I'm sure Portland was pissed at Miami for helping to coordinate the message that Dame was sending out through the press that he would not show up or that he only wants to play for Miami. I'm sure they were not thrilled with them for what they did. But if Miami had the chips, it wouldn't have mattered. It's the same thing. It's not like. It was the same thing that happened last year. It's not like Danny Ainge didn't trade, like that Danny Ainge like got Donovan Mitchell and and sent him to Cleveland because he doesn't like Leon Rose. Cleveland offered more. That's it. it but it's really also like is this is not new to the NBA. What no. Joe Cronin, if he did do anything out of spite, like guess what? That's like the history of the league. What GM is not making I, do- I, what? Swear, none oh, of it is. Oh, oh, none of, it's me, not oh. emotional. It's not emotional. You're telling no, me, but I'm saying, like, even if it is, is who cares? Like, it happens. Spite. They would not be the first team well, to have to. No, not... I re- could Miami top what? What? No, no, no. Portland but do you agree with what game? I'm saying, Bob? That like, emo- GMs have made emotional trades or yes. uh, refused to move yeah. people. Like, that's that, been, that happens that's happened. Time. It's just, it's just oh, funny. God. It's, it's, and, and I, I hate being you know, sound, sounding like a, a girl that's about to snap, but I just find it funny that, <laughs> that the Miami Heat, yeah, I mean, I just find it funny that the Miami Heat spent, essentially spent an entire summer telling everybody this was going to happen, but then, of course, I think I might have said something, I think we had talked about it on the show, we were talking about Miami's going to Miami's going to get to they're going to get to the altar on this and that it's going to be something trivial like Tyler I, Hero, which. No, I mean, I think it's going to be something trivial like, like, like Nikola Jovic would not be included in the package. Yeah, like they're, they're going to do because they do this all the time. We want to talk I about. Assumed, I assumed they would eventually give Milwaukee everything. Jaime, Jaime Yaquez, Nikola Jovic, Hero, whatever else they wanted. Another like a first round or something like, like yeah. you knew they were going to like they to me, I don't want to hear that Miami didn't have the pieces in place to make the deal. They I think if Miami had given deal. Milwaukee everything, I mean, there were rumors that Milwaukee, sorry, that Portland started out by asking for Bam Adebayo. OK, you can say no to that because the whole point of trading for Dame is that you pair him with Bam. It makes no sense to send him out. I understand saying no to that. Then you give them everything else and the deal gets done. Miami was betting on the fact that nobody else would pony up because Dame had made it clear that he wanted to play for one team. And they lost. They lost that poker game. And we all won. And we all win because haha. Well, <laughs> excluding the heat um, here, do you because I do think it's just now uh number one and number two here between the Bucks and the the Celtics. And I don't think it's really particularly close how far out in front uh they are than everybody else in the East now. But yeah. I wonder from your perspective, Bob, do yes. you think 
the bigger issue will end up being in a seven game series. Let's say they both get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think Dame and um, and Giannis's pick and roll will overpower what Boston can do, or do you think Boston with their wings, with now Derek White and Drew Holiday and Chris mm-hmm. Stapps, their versatility? And what the the, I, the lack I, of depth I, on the there, wing for Milwaukee there, there will two, there doom them. There are two them. concerns for Milwaukee. Look, there are two concerns for each of the presumptive Eastern Conference Finals favorites. Mm. With Boston, it is depth, especially at the four or five. Mm. Their their bigs are Crap Snaps and Al Horford. Mm-hmm. Al Horford is a hundred. Okay, years let's old. let's not call him Crap Snaps. You're you're <laughs> well, just bitter. Uh, yeah, so I get to call him Crap Snaps. Okay, it's fine. Um, yeah. Well, look, we'll we'll discuss Chris Stapps's Twitter activity circa 2015 at another point on this. Podcast. Oh, here we, we go more. again. Yeah, I'm gonna cancel him. I'm gonna cancel your Latvian guy. <laughs> I just love the fact that. He's he's back in the East. He's basically like he's in the same division as the as the Knicks again. Yeah, those he, Knicks, those he, those Knicks Celtics games are going to be fun for y'all. They're going to be awesome. They're going to be awesome. Um, I'm just saying, after those two guys, you have nobody. Boston, mm. they it's, have nobody. Yeah, and Al Horford yeah. is getting up there in years, and Kristaps Porzingis does not ha- have what you would call a sterling health record in his career. Um. God, I saw a stat the other day where it said that of guys seven two or taller, there are like something like forty seasons total that they played more than half their games after they turned twenty eight, and I think like half of them are from Kareem or something like that. Hmm. Like that's all the guys seven two or taller. There have been forty seasons in which a t- which a seven two or taller guy. Let me get the stat down. In the history of the NBA, there have only been 40 seasons in which a player 7'2 or taller got more than I think it was 50 games. Jamie, fact check me on that. But what I mean is guys that big will miss time. Mm. And Boston just doesn't have a lot of depth if something happens to them. That is Boston's big concern. Milwaukee's big concern is point of attack defense. Because it's, I don't know, is it Marshawn Beauchamp? Is it who? Who is guarding the best wing on the opposing team for Milwaukee? You really don't want Chris Epps to. Yeah, that's a face. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm like, gee. look, I wouldn't do it Maybe personally. they'll sign Reggie Bullock. He's he around. just got signed by Houston. Really? He did? Yeah. I mean... Okay, I thought Boston would throw money at Bullock. Okay. Bullock. Reggie Bullock. I mean... Mm. Are are we talking Boston or Milwaukee? Either of them. They could use another point of attack. Like, Boston has six guys full stop. I was going to say, Boston doesn't have as many concerns if they're healthy. Like, Boston will be completely fine if they're healthy. Boston has a six... They got to be healthy, and they have a six-man rotation. There's seven. Hauser will play. Peyton Pritchard will play. Actually, um, Peyton, look, Peyton Pritchard could have, and I, you, I don't want to say Peyton Pritchard and difference maker in the NBA, <laughs> but it's kind of weird that you're putting a lot of faith in their whites, in their two good. Well, uh, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm just saying during the Cornette, playoffs, man, get an the, opportunity the, this year. The playoff run in 2022, yeah, compared to the one last year where Peyton Pritchard came up big multiple times, and sure, we're sure, just sure. like, and, and you look at him in the playoffs this year, and it's like, wipe some dust off him. Hey, Peyton, you you good? Yeah. Hey, House of Pain, get in there, <laughs> jump around. What? Nothing. Bob's nothing killing Bob. me. Like Andrew, are we going to make it through this pod? He's like they're trusted we've, a lot with the white one topic. snaps. Here's, we've covered here, one you know topic. I'm, I'm I'm very fascinated with 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 the East as a whole, and this was even before Dame came to the East because you have a central division that's improving. I I generally feel bad for. Detroit, or if Chicago does not get it together, 
And I'm not saying that you gotta make the if, playoffs, you gotta make a deep playoff run. If? Yeah. That's because I feel like Detroit eventually it's going to align. Like you don't bring in young talent after young talent. I, I hope Kate Cunningham has a good year. He's, fo- he's fun to watch. I'm it's, it, it's gonna align eventually. I feel like Indiana's doing a lot of good things with, with their some, offseason they are, acquisitions. They're a fun team. Also to me, so if fast. the bull if the Bulls do not get it together and and there's that load bearing word if I don't know what makes it they're not that without a healthy Lonzo Ball, that team is bad. It's yeah, it's I'm just saying like it it could get bad. It could get really bad. They could use that. They could use look, they could do they would do well to to get whatever they could for, for Zach Levine, tank like a mofo, trade off, you know, DeMar. They're yeah. gonna be awful. The problem with that is DeMar said this offseason he wants to retire a bull. Zach okay. Levine is, seems totally fine being a great stats, bad team guy. Nikola Vucevic is locked in there. He's going to put up numbers. Yeah, they Patrick Williams. Vooch. Jesus. I, I just don't see how they bottom out. Like, I just don't. I think they're too old take, to bottom you out. Take, you, I, take Le, you take Levine. You think, well, I'm not saying that they have to, like, completely. Very, very bad. I'm not saying that they that they completely tank. I'm just saying that everybody else in the division has either improved or is should eventually improve. Detroit, hello, hello. We shouldn't bang on um, Detroit to get better. I don't think we I'm should just saying, that. but like eventually, it's going to like that's that's gonna start. The wheels are gonna get in motion on that. And my biggest fear for Chicago is. If they aren't doing anything, and and they're still kind of stuck in neutral for another they, season, they've needed. They've had. To, they've needed good. to blow it up for for since the dissolution of the Thibodeau teams. They've had. To they. Blow it up. Well, they I think remind, they were okay two years ago. Before the Lonzo stuff, you were number one in the East. Very very briefly, it was not sustainable. Yeah, but I'm saying at least you have a reason. Like that's good enough to keep it together. Like that's a. You guys remember the three alphas era of Chicago Bulls basketball? Yeah, but that's you're never getting back to that. You're never no the three alphas era. What's the three alphas? The three alphas era was Rondo and Dwayne. Oh, you're talking about that. Okay, I forgot about. Okay, I thought you were talking about Rodman. Where it's like congratulations, you're on the four or five spot in the East. Yeah. Forever. Wait, who were the three alphas? Jimmy, Joakim, and Rondo? No, no. No, it was Jimmy, Wade, and Rondo. Wade yeah. and Rondo. God, yeah, it was I completely tail, forgot about Wade's time in Chicago. I have no memory of Wade. So, so, so did Jimmy all of us. Yeah. I like, genuinely have but, no recollection of Wade like, in Chicago. But, but tell that's you one my game thing about had. Chicago is that they are in this, and I've talked about this before on the show, there is a section of teams in pro sports where we don't know if they're contending. Even they don't know if they're contending or if they are going to blow it up. And they're just like, they're trying to stay in it for the kids. And the kids are looking at them like, divorce, please. Just <laughs> just do it. Just pull the pin. Just throw the and grenades. Bulls, Bulls it is fans, fine. Bulls fans were, the Bulls fans I know online were so happy when the Carpex era ended. And Arturis and they, they basically in. just like moonwalked back into it, and it just stayed exactly <laughs> the same. It's really but sad. no, no, Bob. It's it, it 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 stayed exactly the same, but it was also like, hey, we're gonna move you into this new space, and they're looking around, and like after a month or two, oh, that box looks familiar, yeah. and then they they see another box. Oh, that box looks, and like by the fourth or fifth box, it's like, oh God, not again. Yeah, that feels. Yeah. Which it's naturally right. brings us to our next question, oh, our next God, topic what? here. I mean, I was going to throw this to you, Andrew. I was going to throw you a bone here. College football yeah, minute. It's college football minute. Andrew, what? is Notre Dame no. a CFB contender? <laughs> and the follow no. up. The follow up. What's different about Notre Dame this year than what you've seen the last couple really good Notre Dame teams? Um, I would say that this team is more balanced. Um, mm. I, look, I don't want to say that they aren't a playoff team. I think that if you were like, they're what four and one right now, mm. oh, yeah, four, four and one, four and one right now. I think that if you were four and one, say a year or two ago, mm. and you had the loss to Ohio State, 
Yeah. You could, you know, you could see. I I think there's still a path at, at 11 and 1. The thing that's different this year compared to in years past is you've got the advent of by the end of September, the Pac-12 had already cannibalized itself. Mm. The big the Big Ten had already cannibalized itself. That's not happening, at least now, but you you don't have that aspect. I think if Notre Dame goes eleven and one, you might put them in consideration. I think there's a there's a there's a school of thought of oh well, in their biggest game they only had ten men on the field, which yeah, not great, but also we found out that that's happened for years. Well. Did I you mean, see that other one from like last? I think it was last year where he had no. 10 minutes it the- was um, it was the Tennessee State game. Okay, yeah. because that had come up before, and it was like, oh, that's so that's a structural issue. Um, mm. Look, I, maybe um, you, you're gonna have it, and I said this at the beginning of the season. Mm. There are three biggest games: Ohio State, USC, Clemson. You're if you want playoff consideration, you're going to have to get at least two of them. Now, you get two of them. Is it going to be enough? I I honestly do not know. It depends on what happens. But I mean, I think they're going to be a. If if you get 10, 11 wins, you should be guaranteed a New Year's Six spot. Where I have no idea, but I. I mean, can I can I I add something to this? Sure. I I misspoke earlier. Joe Klecko was not in both Cannonball Run movies. He was only in (laughs) Cannonball Run one. But but he was in Smokey and the Bandit part one and two. No, he was in Smokey and the Bandit two. He wasn't he wasn't in Smokey and the Bandit one. According to IMDb, he was in Smokey and the Bandit one. Really? Correct. I also, don't remember him in Smokey he, and the Bandit one. He was not in Smokey and the Bandit three. The ver- Smokey is the Bandit. The version <laughs> that nobody. I this swear, is not you, it's real, real. What we're talking about right now? No, is there... they could not get Burt Reynolds to do a third Smokey and the Bandit movie, so they had Jackie Gleason play both the Bandit and the person chasing the Bandit. <laughs> oh, that's oh god. 20. Oh, no. That's just like that might be the most depressing thing you've he ever needed said, a paycheck. Bob. He needed a paycheck. There's so, also some really racist <laughs> jokes from the first cannonball run that I'm slowly but surely remembering. Also, Diane Cannon was in the second one. It was Farrah Fawcett and Adrian Barbeau in the first one. I just want to make sure we get that that right. Um, yeah. The the main the main really racist joke being Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to do that, Bob. Okay, we're going to okay. do it. Moving on, moving on. But it does <laughs> involve. Do it. But it involves Mash's Jamie Farr, who played. Oh Mash. wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh no! You know no, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. can't do that. No, no, no we no, cannot. Do no, that. no. We're, we're, we don't want to get canceled. We do I not no want to get canceled. It's no, okay. You, I love driving watch- this. I love driving this. I'll say this though on Notre Dame. Uh, before we jump into Bob's <laughs> Jets talk. I think Notre Dame is would be would have been a lock to make the playoff. They beat Ohio State and they just finish it out because I think they still would have dropped one game potentially at Clemson in a couple weeks because you're asking Clemson to lose three games in the regular season, which is just uncharted waters. I don't think uh, Clemson's that good. I don't either. I just think it's going to be asking a lot for this Notre Dame team to win at Duke, win at Louisville, win I think uh, they at USC at home, I, and I, then win at I, Clemson. I don't know what to make of Louisville. I they're good. Really, they're, the offense man, is good. Jeff Brom is I, an offensive wizard. They're good. Look, look. I watched that NC State game last week, and I've watched them when I, I watched them play Georgia Tech. The ACC, the the top half of the ACC, the like the first four teams. I can watch that all day. Yeah. Everybody else, I don't know. And and honestly, until. North Carolina plays Miami. I will put Miami in that conversation because Miami, yeah, you beat Texas A&M. Cool. But who 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 are your other wins? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I, look, I think I'm not Notre Dame is... Louisville is a juggernaut. I'm just saying Louisville is going to be another tough. Oh, it's, 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 it's absolutely a tough test. And I just think Notre Dame, if they finish 11 to one, Notre Dame's in the playoff because they get to avoid a conference title game. Man, it, and... de- it depends on who else is there. It's a strong strength of schedule, though. If your only it, loss it, is to an undefeated Ohio State team, and, and, and but the the thing that, and I was going to make this point before Bob had to, uh, who who gave us that stat of the day about Cannonball Run before, before Bob got all into Clinger and stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I they took out game control on mm. the whole as a as a metric for the playoff because if we're going to put game control in, like. Notre Dame dominated. No, they didn't dominate, but it was one of those, like, if you look at it on paper, yeah, Notre Dame should have won. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think if you if you put that aspect in there, but the thing that people are going to remember is 10 men on the field. And that's going to be the, the, the lasting thing. But I, I am interested if for, for next year's 12-team playoff, because since Notre Dame signed the conference, then there is this aspect that they're going to say, if you aren't in a conference, you can't host a playoff game, which I think is a bit kind of wonky. I think it's like you're trying to basically force Notre Dame's hand, and it's just like, yeah, that ain't happening. So I'm interested in seeing what it looks like for next year in a 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. but. You know, you're gonna have to beat you. I think they can beat USC. Uh, USC is highly flawed, and great. You score 48 points a game. You allowed 41 to a Colorado team that's not good at all. So, I, I think I think the fact that Notre Dame has a capable quarterback in Sam Hartman, um, I like their chances. Bob. What up? Is Zach Wilson getting better? Are you still thinking playoffs? Is that out of the equation? One in three New York Jets. Is he better? Did he out Patrick logged, Mahomes on I logged, Sunday night? I logged on to a janky image flipboard and created the activated eyes Zach Wilson photo that I shared with you guys. Mm-hmm. Clearly, my my feelings on this are, are very, very, very self-evident. Um uh, let's, uh, how about we not go overboard about us like a good quarter and a half before anointing Zach Wilson, the chosen one. How about that? I'm, I, it was good. It was good to see him play that well in a professional game. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have Patrick Mahomes sort of pat him on the head at the end and say, <laughs> trust your stuff, young man. You know, um, it would look, it'd be great. It'd be great if Zach Wilson could get his shisa together because, uh, you know, good old Aaron Rodgers is throwing shots at Travis Kelsey on his dumb. Is that a pun? Oh, the Pfizer commercial? Yeah, he called him Mr. Pfizer. Which is, dude, can we talk about the whole, I mean, never mind, never mind. Go ahead. Keep going. It reminded me again of why I find Aaron Rodgers so insufferable. I'm like, you just gave... The air, the 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 CEO of the Johnson and Johnson family, thirty million dollars to help you sign washed Dalvin Cook. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is annoying and insufferable. Though, for the for the ten minutes that I got to interview him for this thing, I found him to be you know a fun interview. Granted. I didn't ask one even remotely challenging question. So I guess it's different when you're just being buds. But yeah, I would like Zach Wilson to figure it out. That would be fun. It would be fun to watch. Like the Jets are not going to make the playoffs. I, I really didn't think they were going to make the playoffs even when they had Rodgers for very Jetsy reasons. But I just I just would like to be able to enjoy watching games, even if they finish 7-10 or something like that. That'd be fun. I'd like that. So would you uh, yeah. You know what I love about the Jets right now? And this is like, if you're a Pats fan, you're just miserable. The Pats have scored 55 points this year. Jets have scored 62. So as bad as everything has been offensively since Aaron Rodgers went down, yeah, the Jets at least they're not at least they're not putting all their hopes and dreams in Bill O'Brien. So they got that going for them, which is nice. 
Uh, Dino has the fewest amount of points scored through four games. Who? The New York Football Giants across yeah, the pound. Forty. Yeah. What that is it? Team is but um, forty-six. I'm here. They've given up 122. Andrew, Andrew, what is your opinion about good old Danny Dimes? Because I I have gone back and forth. I mean, my general operating principle is if you drafted a quarterback four years ago and you're still not sure if he's the guy, then he's not the guy. Mm. There is not a long history in the NFL of quarterbacks figuring it out. He put them in no man's land. By having a great season, by on on his on his scale, it was a great season for him. So yeah, it was like a, a B minus like, Josh Allen season. Yeah, so it's like you like do the Giants look like you know a holes if they just let him walk? And it's like, oh, that's a bad deal. Like you just let him walk. They couldn't. But, they couldn't. They had no choice. They could not. Yeah, let they, him they, walk. they 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 were put they in a position really where couldn't. it's like. We we could let him walk and say screw it, or then if that that would those were the two paths they could have re-signed him or tanked for Caleb Williams or not 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 just tank for Caleb Williams but let him walk and then because you had an opportunity to get a Lamar Jackson like you could have gone out there and got they your could, guy they, but I mean, it's well, but it's not a bad look it's not a good look if you're just basically saying this guy had a quote unquote career could here, they have, wait, is, could they could they have gotten Lamar really i mean i feel like i feel like there is a they could not pay as much as the ravens right they couldn't like, right but but Lamar Jackson fact, would have to say actually i would rather pay for the giants instead of the generally well run Excellent drafting, I, Baltimore I, Ravens. Yes, I absolutely get that, but I'm just saying that at the at the time when Lamar was going through his stuff with the Ravens, if I'm the Giants, I at least throw that out there. And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But yeah, but the but the, the, but the, the, but the, the, Giants, the NFL owners decided that they all did not want franchise quarterbacks hopping from team yeah. to team. But and they the Giants, did their nudge, nudge, wink, wink, collusion thing that they do, and it's awful. But but the Giants were, were in a situation where it's because even Kimberly Martin had made the point that they're in a position to where, like, you have to stick with this guy because he's having they did. Such I do. I, I yeah. I really don't and think people, Lamar. I don't think Lamar Jackson was an option. I think it was either just strip this team down to the bones and be god awful for a year, yeah. or invest in Jones and Jones did have a good year and I understand why they did it but at this point it and, and you can't underpay the guy because you're 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 basically saying no, you're, the, you're the barrel. Yeah, I mean you're you're basically saying the quiet thing out loud of like yeah, he had a great season but I mean look look in the mirror bud, you're Daniel Jones. Um you're He's a Duke graduate. He's a Duke you're graduate stuck, and not in basketball. Yeah, and you're stuck with it. They just now. the Giants did a lot with uh smoke and mirrors last year and mm. they won a lot of close games and then the defense was but they, they, they don't have an offensive line. That Danny they, they're like, but they're like the Vikings. They're like the Vikings in the sense of they can't because I had the tweet on Sunday talking about they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> well, guess what? Eventually you don't get away with it. And we're seeing what happens with that. I, I so just, like, I'm just like Daniel Jones is a perfectly. Look, there are teams where you you can win a lot of games with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. The Giants proved that last year. You can even make the playoffs and win a playoff game with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. You just you just probably are not going much further than that unless you happen to have the 85 Bears on the other side. Yeah, I don't know. Both in bad shape, but we'll see ultimately what ends up happening here. Our final thing on this edition of the Sports Reporters who have indeed reassembled. Andrew Hammond, the best sports story this week that you read was what? That you found most oh, fascinating? That is good. Um, it's a tough question. The it's best a tough question. Uh, I, I, got, I got mine. I got okay, mine. go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Strauss at the Washington Post. And, and mm. I'm going to publish today. 
today uh, about the exploits of Adrian Wojnarowski and oh, I need to. I need to. That's on my list to read. So there, there is a yeah. There, like, there's a point where Strauss basically says that sources told him that Woj operates not unlike a mob boss, which I think is very accurate in how he collects and then disseminates information. It is well done. Uh, it is a well done, well reported story on the two of them, and and they both make. I think Woj makes seven million dollars a year to tweet. Shams makes two. Um, I, I would also like some credit for pronouncing his full name correctly. That's Wojnarowski. Everyone can practice at home. Um, Is it? Yeah, Wojnarowski. Oh, not Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. Um, wow. If I'm wrong for saying it that confidently, so be it. But moving on. <laughs> I, I love that ending caveat. And if I'm wrong for uh, you were so moving matter on. of fact, I just I've already it. I've already moved on to something else in my head. In any case, <laughs> point being, that's the most Bob Silverman thing. Love you, Bob. Yeah. Can continue on. Uh, it's it's a it's a good. It, what the thing is that's really damning is like no one is saying that they are bad at this job. In fact, they are quite good at it. They spend a lot of time, they spend countless hours working at it. But in terms of the actual information they provide, they are five minutes before the press release. Mm. Who cares? They, they, the fact that, I mean, there's another point in the article where he mentions that both ESPN and The Athletic are under the belief, whether this is true or not, they believe that there is no point in having a basketball vertical unless you've got one of these two guys. And they are building mm. their entire reporting system around what these guys do, which is, again, and I'll stress this is what the article says, is that they are they tweet press releases out earlier before the teams. No, I would not say that at least since at least since Wojnarowski became Woj Bomb Woj and Shams became Shams Wow or whatever you want to call it. Neither of them have ever reported anything that would make anyone in the NBA mad. Now, teams may be upset about trades. Teams, you know, sometimes they will float rumors, but not really. But, like, you know, it's like the old Orwell line that, like, unless you are, is it Orwell or is it someone else? There's a line, and it might be George Orwell or it might be uh, some other famous uh, reporting person. <laughs> it might be some other famous writer who said that unless you are, Unless what you're reporting out makes the people involved mad, you're writing a press release. And mm. uh, I'll just leave that there. And, and and Henry Abbott said this. He was quoted in the article. Henry Abbott of True Hoop said that, you know, it is a very sad commentary on the state of basketball reporting that this is what journalistic entities believe is the most valuable. So that's that's my most – I don't know if it's my – it's the best sports story, but it is, I think, the, one of the most more interesting ones that came out in the past week. Go read it. Subscribe to the Washington Post if you are not already. Support yeah. uh, quality sports journalism from Ben Strauss and company. And also read that piece. Uh, there you go. And also subscribe to True Hoop. Uh, it's a great, great... Uh, excellent substack. Excellent, excellent substack. Yes. And it's a combination. You get the actual for the... If you want the basketball journalism, you get it from Henry. And if you want the basketball insight, guess what? You got David Thorpe right there too for uh, diagnosing what's actually going on from a coach's perspective. I like troop a lot and Gerard hector does a good job hosting uh their podcast so uh check that out um andrew what about you you got something as we wrap up here tonight um yeah you know I, there's not a there's not an actual story out there but i i would say like a, a developing sports media storyline that i'm paying attention to is pat mcafee's involvement with college game day and Pat McAfee, the Pat McAfeeification of ESPN, as we are seeing it, um, you know, with what's going on in terms of how the net, like the biggest, the biggest elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about is essentially ESPN has kind of pretty much just pulled the strings on college football realignment, college football movement. And a lot of people are like, man, it's too bad what's happening with college football. And they're saying this on ESPN and it's like, yeah, 
you guys are the ones that are doing it. So, Hot dog man meme. Yeah, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, and we should so, also mention Fox Sports as well. Like, it's the I, combination. The two networks. Uh, yeah, the two major, bi- the two big I, dogs. I, I would I would say Fox is kind of falling behind a little bit, but ESPN... Big, wait, isn't the Big Ten's TV deal with Fox bigger than SEC and ESPN? It's I think it's a kind, lot more, actually. It's, yeah, but there's more of a in-house, like, it's ESPN got on the ground floor of what college football could be about mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And they've been once they got the BCS contract back from Fox, that's when they started to become Goliath in in in, in the eyes of the public. And so, what Pat McAfee is doing with you know, look, I hate college pregame shows, but I'm in a market where they're they're news for us. So when I see Pat McAfee going in on you know. Oregon State and Washington State, and it's just like, dude, like, you just got here. Like, it's fine. You can do your little shtick, but you are not helping your employer as they push out the messaging of what's going on in the sport. Like, you are doing more damage. Stop talking. Um, so which is which is ironic for him well, it also like, just doesn't like, help the discourse right like all this was very not. easily cleared up like lee corso was wrong in what he said yeah. like that was clear and you can like lee corso guess what people say things wrong or people can like it, it's lee corso he's harmless he's great but he was wrong and then they got yeah super pro- protective of lee because jake dickert talked about that particular comment and got mad as they should because of where things are going, as you pointed out, Andrew. And then they went too far the other way with uh, Kirk and Pat and took just weird shots at Jake Dickert in Washington yeah, State. You're like, it's it's this whole, yeah, you can, it, like, if, if it's the guy at the bar or the guy at the tailgate crashing whoever, fine. But when you are we looked at as the face Vanderbilt at the Tennessee yeah, tailgate or South when, Carolina, when you are essentially look at it, you can make the argument college game day is the face of college football. Kirk Herb Street is one of the faces of college football. When it's coming from that high of a perch, that's not good because basically you're telling everybody, you're telling the average fan, these teams don't matter. I mean, we all kind of knew that, but it's like when you're saying the quiet part out loud and your employer is basically just kind of nodding and and staying silent, not good. You just not can't talk about it. All. If you're working as an ESPN college football analyst, you can't talk about this because it will I mean, fall you can on talk deaf about ears. It. You can talk about it, but it's also if you just bring up the fact that, yeah, we kind of. But if they just go out and say it yeah. and they just say, hey, you know that whole thing that's basically kind of like torn people apart and all this stuff? Yeah, we're we're kind of responsible for that. You can't say it, but it'll make you feel so much better. If I mean, yeah, just listen to Bud Elliott on Cover 3 podcast where he talks about yeah. it. Where he's like, the networks run the sport. Like, it's an yeah. open secret. We know. We're, we, we're, we're literally going to run into a ESPN conference yes. and a Fox conference. That's and that's how we headed. get casuals like Bob Silverman involved. Bob, you're absolutely going to start watching college football all the time when we get the ESPN conference and the Fox conference, right? That's when you e- dive in full Fully. He's just gonna go. He's just gonna go take more hats. Mm. Will there will there be Columbia Lions games? Will no, that be an option? no. You don't even no. play in the playoffs, Columbia. I, I love that the you know what's amazing about the Ivy League. They they play the regular season. They're in FCS, but they don't allow their players to compete in their teams. Whoever wins the Ivy to compete in the FCS playoffs. So they play the whole season. They just don't play in the playoffs. Well, I don't and, understand and, that. Yeah, Never there's. Have. But but there's there's eventually going to be a like when they break off on the P fives break off. That's that's gonna be a fun day. Jason Garnett, Columbia mm. University graduate, Columbia University legend. Jason Garnett, Marcel. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Yes. 
Jason yeah. Garnett. Is that KG's like, brother? I was Jason, like, Who's Jason Garnett. Yeah. I am uh, Mason. I thought he I thought he played at Princeton. He like he played at Yeah, I thought he was Princeton he too. Transferred, he transferred. He was at Columbia for a year and then he went to go play. Did at he really? They were better. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's I funny. had no idea. I, I always thought he was he was a Princeton guy. Can you imagine yeah. entering the portal from the Ivy yeah, League? The what is that like? Dude, uh, the I there's the guys who've done it. There's yeah. been guys who have done it. I, I have a recommendation though. I have a TV yeah. watching your recommendation. This is mainly wait, 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 wait. which one do you have? Because I have one too. Okay, mine is Gen V, the boys spinoff. It's so Bob, good. I don't like what you. is it? Bob, I do not like you. you it is part mine. of the boys extended oh. televised universe. universe. Oh. <laughs> it is awesome. It is the boys, but sort of mixed with One Tree Hill. I find it delight or supernatural, it's, really. But it is fantastic. It is delightful. Also, when is the boys coming back? I don't know. I because have a Google I, alert. Like, I'm pretty sure that they wrapped. Chase, rap. Chase, Chase mm. have you watched the Hero Gasm episode yet? Uh, which one is that one? You uh, would know you it if know. I said it. Hero Gasm. Have you finished? Have you finished everything? No, we haven't done the last season. And you have oh. not watched Hero Gasm yet. Yeah. Uh, We'll so, uh, Bob, apparently... <laughs> no, 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 Bob. Uh, I feel like we aren't spoiling anything. I feel like we aren't spoiling anything when, when we say this, because it's out there. The, the creators have said that there's going to be something that tops Herogasm. I'm very, I, I don't know how that's possible. I don't think either. Okay, but Chase, watch Herogasm. Report back to us. Let so us it's know. season three? It's season three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll like they, report they, back. They, they kind of sort of build to it. Okay. So you'll know yeah. when it's coming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You'll... You can't miss it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. You're have fun with that. Gen V. It's so good, right, Andrew? It's so good. It is. It is. It is. I've gone through the first it is episode. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but for the boys. It is, and without all the icky Joss Whedon stuff. It's delightful. Yeah. It's the best. I hate Joss Whedon. It is the best my, version my of the New Joss Mutants Whedon. comic book that anyone has. Firefly's ever made. a great show, though. Mm. Firefly. If it was good, it would be canceled. Anyway. No, 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 no. It's it just kind of doesn't hold up as well as you think. In any case, yeah. uh, that okay. That's my metaphor here. That no, no one has done a televised version of the of like the New Mutants or X Force, and this is it. Okay. The X Force, the the later reboot with that became Ecstatics, comic book heads know. Yeah. Mm. Um. Speaking speaking of X and comic books, Bob. Yeah. They've all one of the first things that one of the first news stories that came out of the writer strike. They've started the pitch sessions for X Men. I just we we all just need to like hold hands. And just, I'm glad I'm in the middle for this. We all just need to hold hands and just pray. <laughs> I, I don't have any faith in Marvel's ability to pull decent. this off. No, I don't. It's I don't. halfway decent. Just be I, halfway I just, decent. I just don't care about Wolverine anymore. No more snicked. I don't need it. It's okay. I'm telling you, Gen V is better. It, no, 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 it is. It is. It's very good. I'm just, I, not, I'm just saying hits, that It hits Marvel, all the X-Men stuff that I need. So it, it rings my X-Men bell, pings my X-Men cherries, and it's great. Mar Mar Marvel is that picture that's in the seventh. I, I was excited. I was yeah. excited to watch the second season of Loki, but I looked at Alan Sepinwall's review and apparently it's not very good. Oh, okay, so I've heard so I've heard from a few comic book heads that it's really, really good. But then I've heard from critics who are just kind of like mm, Alan Sepinwall. Is a trusted critic and former, I get that. And former I get poster that. on knickerblogger.net, actually. <laughs> I love how you mentioned that, and I love it. I I genuinely love Didn't it. Didn't Ben Stiller what? comment once? No, 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 no. That was, ben did not get that deep into the true hoop. But he did read Knickerblogger, didn't he? He did read. Ben Stiller read Knickerblogger, yes. He That's what I, I thought. One, okay. That, yeah. At one point, he, has post, he posted a link or two on Twitter. But That's Alan what it Seppenwall, was. I remember that. I remember that distinctly. Alan Steppenwall was in the comment section. <laughs> in any case. Uh, I Gen love v that. on Prime. This is there not a paid advertisement. Yeah. 
Robert Silverman, Andrew Hammond, always a pleasure, and I'll talk to y'all next week. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, Mm -hmm. you're um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 